Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back into the early line. This is hour number two on SportsGrid on a Friday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh. I'm joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside, we take a look at the NBA. Great night for Donnie last night as the 76ers absolutely rolled the Toronto Raptors 132 to 97. Still no FVV, and that certainly was an issue for this basketball team. Give the Raptors credit. They battled in this series, but ultimately, Donnie, the Sixers came out strong, and then they dominated to start the second half. 37 to 13, they won the third quarter. What was your takeaway from the Sixers closing out the Raptors in Toronto? Maybe Joel Embiid is figuring out how to play with that damaged thumb here, Kevin, to be honest with you. 33 points and 10 rebounds. Mm -hmm. His moves look like back in games one and two where you were worried, like, am I going to get a 50% Joel Embiid here for the rest of the series? Will we go to game seven? Didn't need that here. And also credit the Philadelphia 76ers and Doc Rivers takes a lot of heat here. That game was very close at the break. So whatever Doc Rivers said or made changes at the break really helped because if you take a look from a Sixers perspective on defense, Kevin, 17 points given up in the third quarter, 19 points in the fourth quarter as they melted there and the 76ers easily pulled away and got to avoid that game seven, moving now on to the Miami Heat. But I thought the Sixers played well. Maxie stepped up in some big moments last night. James Harden with a big night. Everything worked well for the Sixers. That's a sigh of relief for Doc Rivers and the city of Philadelphia here. It certainly is, but the big takeaway, Embiid was great. I thought he'd be great. 33 points, 10 rebounds. You figure Joel Embiid would be able to step up. I will say he has not made a three since we've heard about the thumb injury. Oh, for his last nine across the three games. That's something to watch, three-point props, whatever it might be. But the story of this game for me is the plus 38 the 22 points, the 15 dimes, and the unbelievably efficient performance of James Harden. Mm-hmm. The Sixers needed this desperately. The Sixers are better off having gone one extra game and winning ugly, muddy, not that good Harden in game number five, close, you know, six points, Raptors cover. This is way better. This is a confidence builder for all of them. Honestly, I think it's a confidence builder, Donnie, that they closed out a series on the road. They're the road team in the next series that they're going to play against the Miami Heat. They might need to close that series out on the road if they want to advance to the conference finals. And if they really, though, more than anything, want to advance to the conference finals, they need a very, very good version of James Harden. Harden, by the way, last night, Donnie, scoring 22 points on only 12 shots. I mean, that's exactly how you draw it up. I mean, it is exactly how you draw it up. Pairing that with 15 assists 
was unbelievable as well. That was my biggest takeaway, just how awesome James Harden was. No, James Harden was very good. And quite frankly, he has been good in the playoffs, but you expected a lot more from James Harden because you see the highlights, you know the type of career that he's had. Also, keep in mind, when he came over to the Philadelphia 76ers, there wasn't even a grace period here. It was just a love fest where he was dominating from game from game one that he started there. I believe it was in Minnesota. So for the simple fact that he had 22 points and 15 rebounds, but you also talk about here, sometimes you say, okay, maybe he's a defensive liability or maybe he didn't handle his business. A plus... 38 on the court. That is tremendous stuff. And quite frankly, if you look across the starting lineup here for the Philadelphia 76ers, a plus 29 out of Tobias Harris, a plus 23 out of Danny Green, a plus 28 from Joel Embiid, and a plus 32 from Tyrese Maxey. Now, also, when we're taking a look at some betting stuff here, and welcome in the radio audience here. This is the early line, Sirius XM Channel 159, right here on the grid. Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh on a, yeah, basically a football Friday here with the draft, but breaking down some NBA action right now. I got to tell you, like, if we were looking from a points perspective here with Joel Embiid, he had the 33 points. I believe he finished at 33 and a half, I want to say, yesterday was his points prop total, but I could be wrong on that, but also sliding it down the list. One of the more popular picks yesterday on the FanDuel Sportsbook here was a little-known bench guy. Well, maybe little-known to the public here, and that was George's Niang. He played 21 minutes, wasn't scoring at all here, but the best part about it was his points prop was a 5.5, and, and his three-point prop was a 1.5. So if you take a look at the final tagline here for George's Niang, six points, yeah two three-point shots, so covered his points prop and also covered his three-point prop here. Now, if we're looking from a perspective from the Philadelphia 76ers and how they're going to handle their business, they got a really, really tough series coming up here against the Miami Heat. But having said that, maybe get a couple extra days rest because you don't play again until Monday. Maybe you like the fact that you don't have too much rest here where you can still stay sharp while you head down to Miami for game one, which is going to take place on Monday night at 7.30. Now, the Sixers, good basketball team. Miami Heat, very good basketball team. And also, the Heat are the number one overall seed, and they will have home court advantage. So, we'll see how that goes. But series don't start, as we like to say, until a team wins on the opposing team's court. So, if the Philadelphia 76ers can go down to Miami and pull out a win, and you don't know, let's see what happens with Jimmy Butler here, right? So if we take a look and say Jimmy Butler's knee was swelling, maybe he just got that maintenance day, maybe it's something more. Maybe Jimmy Butler will have to watch his knee for the rest of the playoffs. Maybe he misses a game or two in the Philadelphia 76ers series. That'll be something to keep an eye on. But also, as we just talked about here with the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid, what are we getting out of the big man here? Meaning, looks like he's starting to find out a way to play with that damaged shooting thumb on his hand. And maybe if he finds his groove, the only guy who's going to stop him out here. Bam Adebayo, maybe. We do know the Miami Heat play elite defense, and that's something always to keep an eye on. But it's going to be a fun series here between the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Once again, starting from South Beach on Monday. Stick with us right here on the early line. Donnie Wrightside and Kevin Walsh, we got you covered, baby. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms 
and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on the early line. Someone set the fire alarm off. These takes were just a touch too hot for him. What are you going to do? Now, Don, I want to button up some NBA there. I'm sure you yeah. did a great job covering Sixers, Raptors. I, I made my point. I thought that Harden was tremendous, and I think that's important for this basketball team. Here's my next uh, deal, though, because I want to make sure we get to this because it's important. The Utah Jazz are done. This core is cooked. They embarrass themselves every year they get to the postseason, and they don't like one another, and it's well known. Quinn Snyder probably leaves. He's not even going to be fired. And one of Mitchell and or Gobert is likely moved on from. And I know sometimes, Donnie, you could say, oh, there's value, though, in being able to be competitive every year. There's value in making the playoffs every year. But the Jazz have not done that, Donnie, in a way that is fun. They've not done that in a way where, man, I appreciate this team. I appreciate these players. It's tense. It's ugly. It's disappointing. And the end is here, Donnie, for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, the end is here for the Utah Jazz, and it's no surprise. Yesterday, we talked about this game and broke it down. I said, man, this has the feel of sort of an uglier game because a 98-96 final feels about right in a closeout game, particularly with the Dallas Mavericks going on to the opposing team's home court. Now, if we look at the game overall itself, Luka Doncic only had 24 points. Brunson really stepped up, including a monster three-point shot late in that game to take the lead. He ended up scoring 24 points, but the question was yesterday, what were we getting out of Donovan Mitchell in this game? He actually got 39 minutes on that strained hamstring and a 9 of 17 from the floor. Only 2 of 7 from 3-point range, but quite frankly, we saw the points prop open up at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin, yesterday at 26.5, and and I told you, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to take the unders. It dropped to 25.5, and and he didn't even need that much as he finished with 23. And also, reading the game notes here, not really being assertive here, Kevin, over the final five minutes in a closeout situation for your team. So something to look at, and maybe he's on his way or moving on in free agency or will be dealt, even though he did say that he wanted to stay in Utah. But I think this is appropriate here. The Dallas Mavericks were the better team with Luka Doncic on the court and even without Luka Doncic on the court, which says a lot about the Utah Jazz. They have a lot to think about in their front office because you are right. The only game in town there in Salt Lake City is the Utah Jazz. So just being competitive might be something that they like. But quite frankly, something there, Kevin, just isn't working out for them. Yeah, it's it's it really is the case. And I think you're going to see a big offseason in Utah, no doubt. For Dallas, Donnie, they move on to the next round. Perfect against the number upon Doncic's return, even in that first game that he was back and they lost. He looks great. He was a plus 15 
He was a plus 15 in 42 minutes. They won by two. That is maybe a concern, but that, of course, just goes to show how excellent this guy is for the Dallas Mavericks. What catches my eye, though, Donnie, is the odds for the series price are out. The Suns, a minus 275 favorite. And it says to me that the Suns in this series are priced as if they are back, all the way back. Yet they're not the favorites for the NBA championship or the Western Conference. That feels a tough, uh, a, a touch off to me, Donnie. But they are here because Chris Paul was excellent. Devin Booker came back, by the way, played 32 minutes, scored 13 mm. points. Chris Paul, 14 of 14, 33 points, a plus 17, didn't miss a shot. Most makes without a miss in the history of the playoffs. Most uh, points without a miss in the history of the playoffs. A magical, magical performance, Donnie, from Chris Paul. And by the way, they needed every bit of it. They trailed going into the fourth quarter, which is where we know CP3 can be at his best. The Suns get it done in six. Yeah, I believe only had eight or ten points at the break yesterday for Chris Paul. So when you need superstars to step up in the biggest moments, that's what happens here. And Chris Paul did exactly that. Now, it was a bonus here for Devin Booker because as we were capping the game earlier yesterday on the early line and, quite frankly, into the afternoon on money line, we didn't know Devin Booker was going to play. And, quite frankly, I was surprised he did play. I thought it would have been one of those, okay, you know, let's break this glass in case of emergency here for game seven. But if not, hopefully we can win this series. He doesn't have to play and get a few extra days of rest. But he comes back here. It's amazing. We talk about, like, minutes restrictions here. This is a guy that had a hamstring injury, you know, painful enough to miss a few games. And instead of working his way back into the fold, he did play 32 minutes. And sometimes, even if you only go 5 of 12, Kevin, with 13 points from the field, you still got to worry about Devin Booker, which let Chris Paul operate and go 14 for 14, including only 1 for 1 from 3-point range, and easily hit his points prop, which I believe was listed at 19.5, along with... Uh, DeAndre Ayton, who was 19 and a half, and he also mm. got to the 22 points. This was a big-time win for the Suns. This is what we anticipated here. So when you're looking forward to the next series, as you brought up here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, a minus 275 price to win, I think a lot of that has to do with, okay, Chris Paul looks like he's his all-pro self, and whoa, Devin Booker is already back. We don't have to wait to see if he's going to return in games one, two, or three, and it looks like based on what we'll find out, Kevin, over the next 24 to 48 hours, if there's any flare-up with that hamstring injury for Devin Booker. If there's not, they should be a minus 275 favorite here in the series for me. I think that the Suns, Donna, that we saw dominate all year long, I can understand the case. There's a problem for me here, though. People are going to, ah, man, the Suns beat the Mavs three times. Luka didn't play in two of the games. I do not care. I do not care. Here's the other thing, though, Donnie, about this. Do we have full confidence that Devin Booker's A-OK? 32 minutes was a lot. I got to tell you, I'm stunned he played in game number six and then played 32 minutes. I am absolutely floored by that. But here's my biggest problem. And we're going to be able to preview Timberwolves, Grizzlies when we get to the, our final segment. We got, we got a lot to preview coming up. Here's my problem, Donnie. If the Suns are back, fully back, how come they're not the favorites in the West? Why are they not the favorites for the title? Because, Donnie, there can't be a scenario where Golden State, in a 2-3 matchup as the three, playing Memphis, is minus 300 to win that series. They're not going to be. And here's the other secret, Donnie, and I don't think you're gonna be, I'm going to get any pushback here. Golden State's not favored in a series versus the Phoenix Suns if they meet in the conference finals. Not cl- not at all. 
Phoenix could legitimately be a minus 200 if they get to that series, considering not only they'll have home court, and at that point you would anticipate it would be, oh, no questions around Devin Booker anymore. Why is it, Donnie, that, or maybe you agree with me, why in the world are Golden State still favored to win the West, favored to win the title, but the Suns are booked so strongly versus the Dallas Mavericks? I guess maybe there's a chance that the Golden State Warriors will be matching up with what? The Minnesota Timberwolves, which might give them a little bit of an advantage where maybe Phoenix has a tougher run to get through the Dallas Mavericks. But that could change there with Memphis Grizzlies if they move on and how that pertains. But it is kind of interesting with that betting market. Had a plus 145 here to win the Western Conference at the FanDuel Sportsbook here for the Golden State Warriors or the Suns at that plus 170 price. Give it a couple days to settle in. I wouldn't be surprised if the Phoenix Suns retake that lead here just for the fact Mm. is we might get some positive information coming up over the next 24 to 48 hours on Devin Booker where he doesn't have a minute's restriction and he felt fine coming out of that game no worse for the wear yeah I I think it's fair to say that as time goes on uh, numbers will change right I do not think though I, I could be wrong many people will be lining up to like minus 275 on the Suns it feels very strong they're a six-point favorite uh, as the lines are available right now in the opening game of the series versus the Dallas Mavericks. Even that feels quite strong. Again, since Doncic has returned, uh, this team has been perfect against the number with Doncic in the lineup. I know it's only been three games, but Luka has been that good. You reset the, bo- the board right now here to win the NBA championship. The Warriors plus 320, the Suns plus 350, the Boston Celtics Plus 370, the Heat at 6-1. to one. That Boston number continues to confuse me quite a bit. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break here on the early line. When we get back, we've got draft day two props to take a look at. When will Malik Willis come off of the board? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers begin the second round of the NFL draft board in the NBA. Game number six, Memphis, Minnesota. All coming up right here on the early line. It's Kevin Walsh from Donnie Wright's side on Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. NFL Draft Day number two. The story of day two has to be Malik Willis. Where will he go? How far will he fall? Right now, Donnie, a draft position on Malik Willis over under 35 and a half. The draft begins with pick 33 on day number two. There's also an odd uh, market of the team to draft Malik Willis, who, by the way, right now, minus 700 to be the first quarterback selected uh, coming off of the. I mean, you would think of the second round. Obviously, not going to all fall to round three. Ritter, six to one. Howell's 11 to one. Corral is 16 to one. Team to draft Malik Willis, Seattle plus 170. Titans plus 340. Bucks, six to one. Donnie, what are your expectations? Malik Willis, day number two. Yeah, I think Malik Willis goes pretty early off the board. And also, this is the reason why I like the setup here for the NFL draft. We have night one, first round picks, regroup, day two, second and third round, which gives you a chance to make phone calls, reevaluate your board, sleep on some of these draft picks that you said, you know what, I don't know if this guy's going to go in day two or day three. Do we trade up and make a move? Because now you're going to see the market start to capitalize and say, okay, who really wants Malik Willis and who's willing to take a shot? Because we actually thought, or yesterday, at least myself, you know, those picks from 20, let's just say after the Pittsburgh Steelers pick, which he did take a quarterback at 20, 21 to 32. Somebody was going to trade up into there to probably get the third quarterback, Kevin, taken in the first round, not necessarily the second. And now here we are on day two, only one quarterback moving off the board. Malik Willis is a talent. Quarterback is still a commodity. But now you're trying to take a look. It's okay. It's not going to cost us that much to trade up and go get him. And also compensation-wise, because if he ends up not working out, you don't have the five years. You don't have the bigger contract that you would have in the first round. Maybe Maybe it's a little bit more palatable, Kevin, for some of these teams to say, okay, let's take a flyer on Malik Willis because it doesn't work out. Okay, we burned the 35th overall pick as opposed to the third overall pick on Malik Willis. I think he's going to go within those first three draft picks here in the second round because somebody's probably already burning up the phone lines, Kevin, to probably move up and take them. Uh, that's what I'm trying to get a read on here. So it's early morning, okay? You're going to get a lot more information as the day rolls on. A lot of the bigger publications with some more sources will be posting out day number two mock drafts. The one right now that is available, Donnie, I'll give him some credit here, uh, Dane Brugler uh, from The Athletic stayed up all night, clearly mocking rounds two and three. So, Donnie, at pick mm-hmm. 35, he's got a quarterback going, Desmond Ritter. He does not have Malik Willis come off the board till 40 at Seattle. It's very interesting. Obviously, because you can, I mean, you know, forget kind of over-unders and things like that, Donnie. As we just said, 6-1 to one for Ritter to come off of the board in front of Malik Willis as the second quarterback in this draft. That itself could be worth a sprinkle. The other thing I will tell you is it's difficult to find this sweet spot. But right now, if you are early, you are going to be able to get the best of the number. Because a lot of people are waiting on information. A lot of people are asleep right now and trying to kind of figure out how this is going to play out. By the time we get closer and closer to this draft, in the way Donnie Walker kept moving, Hutchinson kept moving, and so on and so forth, is the way some of these things will move. The one thing I've seen, though, Donnie, across two publications right now is Logan Hall to go to the Bucks at 33, which is currently plus 170. I don't mind, by the way, if you want to sit here and wait, and it goes to plus 145, still a good plus number, and then all of a sudden there's a little bit more confidence in a situation like that. Any other thoughts for you, Donnie, as we move into day number two of the NFL draft? 
Yeah, just keeping it a quarterback, right? So if we take a look at the early picks here in the second round, you would have Tampa Bay, presumably not looking quarterback at this point now. Minnesota's an interesting one. Could they be looking at quarterback? Probably not, but also right behind them, the Tennessee Titans now with moving on from their star wide receiver. Are they in the mix now? Santana only has one year left on his contract, and maybe we make that move. But I think more interesting here comes up the two picks following it. Now, granted, we're just looking at this day two draft, at least the top end of it, as if nobody was going to make any trades or move. We know there's probably going to be somebody trading up at 33, 34, 35, 36 to go get a quarterback. But it's interesting. Mm -hmm. If nobody moves here, the New York Giants sit there with the 36th pick and also the 37th pick is the Houston Texans. If you see value in Malik, in, you know, Malik Willis at this point, those are the spots that you're probably going to want to trade if the Giants don't want a quarterback or Houston would still be more than happy to move out and say, we weren't taking a quarterback anyway. We'll take like an extra second round pick in the future and slide down four or five spots or 10 spots or whatever it might be until they want to pick again. So I find that mm -hmm. sweet spot there. If nobody makes a move in those top three, the Giants pick at 36 and the Texans pick at 37. Very interesting for a quarterback to go in those slots. So here's the interesting spot right now when we look at the updated player draft position markets. And again, more information is going to pour in on these. If anything, if you want, you know, we talk about baseball circle plays. We're going to hit baseball in a second. We'll talk about circle plays. Circle some numbers, see what makes sense here. Matt Corral, 58 and a half. Under is plus 124. Sam Howell, 60 and a half. Under is plus 112. If you look at kind of as Donnie's alluding to, right? So the Titans have been linked, quarterback, we know that, right? We've had Seattle, like, and I'm talking about heavily linked. Seattle, heavily linked quarterback. And it goes, but it goes further down the board, though, Donnie, because if you look at the rank, Atlanta's at 43, they're linked quarterback. Detroit's at 46, they were linked quarterback. Saints at 49, quarterback, right? So all of a sudden, Donnie, we take a look here at those two guys over-unders, both plus money, and really, it's almost fringe round two. I know QBs didn't fly off here in this first round, but maybe round two. I, I, I want to see what the Ritter number goes at. I'm a little more worried about a Malik Willis, but both of them, Donnie, make sense. Yes, they do make sense here. And also, there's a team out there that stunned just a few short years ago in the second round taking a quarterback, and that's the team that's going to be drafting with the 19th pick in the second round, 51 overall the Philadelphia Eagles and their oh quote-unquote quarterback factory. So let's just say some quarterback slipped down there. Maybe mm. a Malik Willis is there. Maybe a Desmond Ritter is still on the board. You can't tell me Howie Roseman isn't going to say, that's a yeah, steal. I mean, we got to stick to the draft board right now, regardless yeah, of right. us having Jalen Hurts and telling you he's our starter, which we really don't tell you all that much. We could not pass up Malik Willis here, and now we have another quarterback in the fold instead of taking a guy that could actually help your current starting quarterback. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, I, I don't want to keep an eye on that. All right? So yep. don't – come on now. You know why? See, here's the thing with that upsets me just so greatly about that, that there from Donnie is it makes a lot of sense. It really does. Like It is kind of the way that they go about things, the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I mean, it, it makes sense. Let's just strengthen the room a little bit. You don't need to strengthen the room, man. Leave it be. Please, I'm begging you, leave it be. Howling Corral, though, catch my eye right now. We're talking about the player draft position props here. 
Let's go over to Major League Baseball for a little bit, Don. I think we've got enough time here. It's a big Friday board. Mm-hmm. We're starting up a lot of new series. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be betting Major League Baseball. We're not going to be able to get it to the uh, whole card. Make sure you tune into Moneyline. We're live on Sports Grid Radio, 1 p.m. Eastern start time there. Sirius XM, Channel 159. We'll hit a lot more of that Major League Baseball preview as it comes in. First game, though, Donnie, on the docket that we're going to talk about right here. Astros Blue Jays. Excited for this for a couple of reasons. You got Kikuchi against Urquidy here. These teams just played in Houston. All of the games decided by one run. Felt playoff-esque, to be honest with you. We now go to Toronto for this series. What do you think about this set here between the Blue Jays and the Astros? Yeah, cashing under yesterday, which again is a common theme here in the month of April on the Atlanta Braves and the Chicago Cubs yesterday. But today, you know, maybe looking more towards an over in this game between Houston and Toronto. Kikuchi's on the mound. Take a look at this, Kevin. 6.52 XFIP. Who's he going up against? Jose Urquidy. 6.29 XFIP here. And if these two guys each, one is a left-handed pitcher, one is a right-handed pitcher, neither one of these guys, Kevin, getting out right-handed bats. Kikuchi this year at 386 weighted on base percentage and a 212 ISO power number versus right-handed batters. Urquidy, he's faced 38 right-handed batters this year, Kevin. A 409 weighted on base percentage and an ISO power number of 278. It is in Toronto, so if the weather isn't up to par, you can always close the dome so we won't be dealing with 30 degrees, 40 degrees, 50 degrees, whatever it might be here. So a slight lean in this game, Kevin, to the over, even though overs aren't hitting all that much here, but I do think this game has a legitimate <laughs> chance to take down that, what, eight, eight and a half that were listed here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah, Kikuchi, Donnie Wright has not been uh, necessarily, has not been excellent to open this up no. here for Toronto. He Houston just saw him, Donnie, and got him out of that game early. He did not last four innings. I actually remember... Um, so I had the Alex Bragman dot. Donnie knows this. You know, we do these on in play sports tonight. You get a hitter prop parlay. The old cliche walks mm-hmm. as good as a hit is not true if you have a hitter no. prop parlay. You'd almost rather see no. a guy strike out than walk. So, Donnie, Alex Bregman's a part of the deal, right? Alex Bregman goes out there, walks his first at bat. All right, is what it is. It's AB number one. Comes up for his second at bat, Donnie, with the bases loaded. I'm like, all right, here, you know, we're going to get a real crack. He walked again, yeah. man. Now, he ultimately, like, got it done. But I'm like, oh, come on now. And and Rikidi, by the way, they saw him as well. He was a lot better. Five and two-thirds, two earned runs over his work there. But the fact that these lineups are familiar, very familiar, because they just saw these guys, makes sense. Let me see, Donnie, if I can sneak in another game here quickly. Yeah. Philly, mm, let me not do Philly's Mets. That's yeah. worth too much. Twins-Rays. Twins-Rays. Let me sneak that in here, Donnie. you have quick thoughts on this game? Twins and the Rays. Let me just bring this up on my docket right now if I can actually find. See that you throw it in when I'm unprepared on some of these stuff. But now I got it. See that on the fly. I, I know how to use my stuff here. You now, Dylan Bundy the game. on the mound. No, 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 no. You know what? No, no, no. no, no. Forget it now. No, no. See, you no, put the games the in the rundown. Line. We have stuff listed line by line. Right. The games are teed up, ready to go. And okay, Dove's like, yeah, you know what? Philly's games so already have it up. And then throws me the curveball and goes, hey, you know what? Let's flip it down there to Twins Rays. So as I try to Philly's find it on my Mets is too board, good. He completely throws out of here. I thought we were going to spend the next 10 minutes on the Phillies and Mets, but instead we go minutes. There's only 30 seconds left in the Segment. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm no running clock, clock awareness. right now on purpose here. Now, we're running this clock yeah. out right now. As you <laughs> yeah. see, we just fill up the time frame here. So maybe uh-huh. in the Filibuster. next segment here, we can talk about Minnesota and Tampa Bay so we can appropriately set the table out there for all the good people that are watching here. And, yes, I will overall Wait close out this segment here because Wait the clock is running down. This is they the took an ice on I am Donnie right side. He also is Kevin Walsh. And we'll be back talking baseball. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back to Major League Baseball we go. The game everybody's been waiting for. No, we're not mm-hmm. talking Twins Rays, Donnie. We're going to talk. Hold on a minute now. Let me just say something. I put something on my side queue. Don, that Sam Howell draft position of 60 and a half or 61 and a half is now Mm -hmm. 66 and a half. So somebody woke up and said, if this dude goes inside round number two, they would be stunned. So keep your eyes on movement like Uh. that as the day continues. Let's talk Mets Phillies. Miguel Nola. My initial reaction, because I now am no mm-hmm. longer surprised by Mets games being lined at six and a half, Donnie, is what a what a start to this season for the Mets and McGill specifically that they are a minus one twenty favorite over Aaron Nola and this Philadelphia Phillies lineup here. What do you think about this game tonight? This is going to be a good one here. And the reason we bring this game up is because two teams that we think that are going to be fighting for the NL East throughout the summer. But I got to tell you, the Mets have gotten out to a much better start than the Philadelphia Phillies. But all seems right here in Philadelphia. Four straight wins over the Colorado Rockies at home. Offense has certainly started to surge, and you like that. But now... It's not going to be that Rockies pitching staff that you're going to face. It's going to be McGill, who's been, quite frankly, tremendous here to start the season. Minus 124 here as a favorite here for the Mets and the total. You're right, K-Dub. A six and a half, which sounds ridiculous. But if we're dealing in temperatures in the high 40s and low 50s, blowing in double digits from left field, 
you would think that this game would lean more towards the under. And quite frankly, I agree. Aaron Nolan, the season, a 3.66 X fifth number here between lefties and righties. He's done well here. 270 weighted on base percentage. Kevin, the lefties, a 298 weighted on base percentage to righties. And if we take a look at McGill on the young season, 341 as an X fifth number. And he also has been great between lefties and righties. A 244 weighted on base percentage to lefties and a 255 to righties. This screams here for an under, but maybe... If you want to isolate just these two pitchers here in the first five innings, taking an under in that direction, but six and a half, it's great. Like six and a half. What are you kidding me here? They each get three runs. You cash this ticket. It seems so easy. And even with DHs now, Kevin, it's not as if the pitcher is just going to walk up there and strike out three times a piece. It's crazy to think, but yeah, I'm leaning towards the under six and a half between the Mets and the Phillies today. I hear you. The one thing, if you're looking to back some offense though, I'm actually stunned at the Pete Alonso number for two plus bases. This number checks in right now at plus 130. He is, in his lifetime, a 355 hitter and 31 at bats against Nola. That's a legitimate sample size there. 11 hits, right? Three doubles, three home runs. Here's why that's also, uh, I can feel a little bit more confident, Donnie, bringing this up. Nola and the Mets have seen each other this year. Now is the game where Pete Alonso went wild. Remember? Big, big, big home run, had the double early. Like, he hit this versus Nola. He hit this versus this team there. Pete Alonzo is a guy whose player props make a lot of sense here in this game tonight. Biggest game on the slate, Don. Everybody's been asking about it. It's Twins Rays. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kluber, Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy's uh, had himself a tremendous start to this season here, Donnie. I, I mean, a, a, a zero five nine. For Dylan Bundy, if I I have to imagine Donnie, the, the, you know the weighted on base numbers against him and uh, you know X FIP against him all say that he's tremendous, yeah. or maybe not. Maybe there's some bad underlying numbers, Donnie. What do you think here, Kluber versus Bundy? Yeah, it looks like the seven and a half. Oh man, how there's no way like that's an astronomical number. Like we just talked about a game with a six and a half. How could a game actually go over seven and a half? And quite frankly, I don't know if this game does get over the seven and a half, Kevin, because we take a look at Dylan Bundy. You're right. 3.89 X Smith, which is very good. Not giving away a lot of walks here, walking less than two percent of the batters that he's faced. And how about this? 26 lefties, Kevin, that he's faced. A 194 weighted on base percentage. How about the righties? A 179. So talk about handling your business. He's certainly been doing that. Now, if we take a look at Kluber, his XFIP is a little bit higher at a 4.88. Doesn't strike out a lot of batters, gives up a little bit too many fly balls. But if you take a look at Kluber handling left-handed batters, he's been great at 288 weighted on base percentage with an ISO power number of 130. The reason why that could be big here, take a look at the lefties in the lineup today, Ariz, Polanco, Kepler, Larnack, and Gordon. But to righties, Kluber's actually been touched up a little bit here. A 380 weighted on base percentage, but still a low ISO. ISO power number, Kevin, of a 139. You're at the trap where it's very hard to hit home runs here. And until they change out the baseballs, as we think, here we go again. Mm. I like a six and a half under. You know, Kevin, I'm going to like a seven and a half under as well now. My goodness, man. It's incredible. At some point, people, I really do believe Donnie will stop telling us Dented every baseballs? game on the baseball board is going to go under. It's incredible. Uh, Donnie, we have enough time. We'll do Angels, White Sox, and then we'll get to that NBA game here. Uh, Mm -hmm. Right now it is, and I'm excited for this, uh, Giolito's returning, if I have this right here, for the Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. Noah Syndergaard goes on the mound for the Los Angeles Angels. This is a tight number right now for the White Sox and the Angels at a minus 120 range when you consider it is Lucas Giolito who's on the mound. I think it shows some of the White Sox struggles. I think it shows how good the Los Angeles Angels have been playing 
another total of a seven. It's plus 100 for an over. With these lineups, I get the pitchers, Donnie. What are we thinking here, White Sox Angels? Yeah, I think Syndergaard's going to be the better pitcher on the mound tonight here because I know a little bit more of what we're getting as opposed to you know, rejoining back into the rotation. But if we take a look at Syndergaard, his, his exit number is a little bit high at a 4.69, and that's due to the fact that he hasn't really been striking out all that many batters, which is rare. Syndergaard's usually a power pitcher that strikes out a lot of guys. He's only striking about 16% of the guys out. But how about this? 35 lefties he's faced on the season, 32 righties. Get this, to lefties, a 224 weighted on base percentage, Kevin, and a zero ISO power number. To righties, a 160. 68 with an 032 ISO power number. He has been absolutely tremendous. And quite frankly, outside of Andrew Vaughn, who has faced right-handed pitchers this year 38 times, he's got a 324 ISO power number and a 381 weighted on base percentage. Everybody else in that lineup below the Major League Baseball average. So you flip it over, you and say, okay, Lucas Giolito, he's only faced 34 batters on the season. He's handled his stuff both left and right. So technically, you should be leaning towards an under in this game. But I do think that Otani, Trout, Walsh, Marsh, they should be able to do just enough in here and still battle the struggling White Sox. I think the Angels are live here on the road for me. Here's the spot this game, though, that I'm really uh, interested by is the strikeout number, Donnie, for Lucas Giolito. Six Mm -hmm. and a half. Wow. Now, he went against Detroit, four, struck out six. Went against Minnesota, four innings, struck out nine. Obviously, that's incredibly, incredibly good work. What is the, what does, though, how long can he go tonight? With the first game back from injury. It's plus 110 of the under. The Angels obviously have a solid lineup. That's a, that's a number to look at there. I wonder where that closes. Does that get up to 7.5? If it's minus 140 now to the over, are people going to be betting him? Fun stuff to follow. Let's get to the NBA solo game tonight here. It's Memphis. It's Minnesota. It's one and a half point line down for the Memphis Grizzlies. The total is 229. I'll start us off here. I do believe that Memphis closes out this series. Uh, I am a little surprised that... We potentially could see a world where we get four game number six on the road closed out by the road team. But I, I'm not going to let too much of what happened yesterday impact kind of what I'm thinking here for Memphis and Minnesota, Donnie. I think John Morant hit a groove at the end of the last game. We've been talking about the John Morant props quite a bit. This is a Memphis team, Donnie, that overall throughout their time uh, during this season was a really, really good team against the number and again on the road at 26-16-1 number in that spot. I'm pulled towards Memphis tonight, Donnie. Maybe you disagree. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm with you on Memphis. I think Memphis is the better team, and they have a legitimate chance to close them out tonight. But also, here's the key indicator, right? Got back on that John Morant train last game. He was sensational down the stretch, covered his points prop. But a younger player going on the road, Kevin, in a closeout environment, how is he going to perform? Could he get into the 30s? Sure. But if we take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook right now for John Morant, 27 and a half at a plus 100 here, which means he's going to have to score 28 points or more I'm actually going to lean towards the under in that spot. And then if we flip it over and say, okay, if Minnesota's going to have a good game, Carl Anthony Towns must have a good game. If they want to win, you can't have the Carl Anthony Towns that runs and hides and shoots seven times from the floor and has five fouls early in the third quarter. You can't have that. But I do like the way Carl Anthony Towns has responded, particularly in the last two games, Kevin. After that eight-point performance, like, hey, man, 
wake up. You're supposed to be the superstar. Handle your business. 33 points and 28 points, including making an eight combined three-point shots here. So Carl Anthony Towns at the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight, Kevin, a 25 and a half as a total minus 106. I actually like Carl Anthony Towns to have a big game on his home court to stave off elimination. Not to say they're going to win this game, but be in this year. I do think Memphis wins, but Big Cat has a big game tonight. I, I think that I think that can line up here. I'm looking at a number right now. I'm doing some double checking to make sure my eyes aren't deceiving me. Yeah, I got a number here, Donnie, that I can't figure out for the life of me. Uh, the first quarter total is 55 and a half. Mm-hmm. All year long, the Memphis Grizzlies have played basically every single first quarter to the over. This series, Donnie, is five for five over 55 and a half points. That's, you know what I mean? Like, I call that, Donnie, an almanac number. Like, I don't know where you find uh, stuff like that to post a number like that. You're begging people to bet the, the over. Well, I'll, 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 exactly. There you go. You, you get the deal, Donnie. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking you go over the 55 and a half here. I'm, I can't be too worried about it. If it loses, it loses. But the, the number just looks flatly wrong. And in fact, Donnie, the number doesn't even really line up for the game total of 229, right? 55, 55, yeah. 110, 220. It doesn't even line up there. And I know sometimes, oh, you can go juicier second half. But the way this series is played out, I'd be going juicier in the first half. I, I would anticipate a higher first quarter, a higher first half than what we're seeing here from the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight. The first half total is 111. But I, I, the first quarter number, Donnie, tonight at a 55 and a half feels almost too good to be true. Yeah, and it might, it might so, because if we take a look, this is the first time in the series that we have a closeout situation. Is this one of those where maybe Memphis doesn't bring their A game right off the bat? Maybe they're just a little bit nervous, maybe on their home court, a little bit too much pressure on the Timberwolves. I could see that happening. So what are you basically looking for? A 30 to 25 end of the first quarter easily can be done because we're anticipating close to 230 in this game as a points total. So I don't know, like, if you're just looking at it, forget it from an uh, analytical perspective, right? We're using numbers. The only reason I can fathom is saying, like, maybe both of these teams come out a little bit tighter here since it is mm-hmm. a closeout scenario. One team trying to do the closing out, one team trying to stave off elimination here. That's the only thing I can come I, up with. Heat, the Heat game, Donnie, was an under the closeout game. The Bucks was an under by one because the Bulls can't score. The Warriors game was an under, Right. Celts went over. Oh, the Jazz game went over. So you've got basically, Donnie, you've got four under so far in the games that ended a series, and you have three over. So this would kind of get it back to 500. That's, and that's for the full scope of the entire game. But also, this might not be a closeout game tonight. We could very well have a game number seven. And I thought, I, I thought you did make a really good point as well when I was talking about why necessarily Golden State is still favored in the way that they are is there is a chance they play Minnesota. And if they do, they will, by by a lot, by the way, be the biggest round two favorites. Minus 350 or better, I think, is what you would see that series price at. I'm, a, I'm probably being a little cheap there, actually, Donnie. Let me ask you this, too, because we're actually about to hit the weekend as, as, I, as it sneaks up on me once again here, Donnie. If this series gets to a seventh game, full confidence that Memphis would close it out? Yes, I do. I, I think Memphis will be the better team in their home gym on that. I do. Okay, makes a lot of sense there. By the way, and again, like it kind of like sneaks up on me. We're, we're handling what's today. But Sunday is Celts Bucks. Mm. Boston's going to lay five in that game. Totals 218. Whoa. I'll have you covered on betting. That's a low total. 
They're asking me to do something that I want to do, and that's bet the over that basketball game, and I will oblige. Betting above the rim, I'll be there on Sunday. But before we get anything finished up, you got to listen up to the early line. Donnie right side sends you off into the weekend. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Last segment of the day. Right here for the early line on a football Friday, a draft football Friday here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and also Kevin Walsh. Yeah, we carry you through from 7 to 9 a.m. before we hand it over to Dubs Anderson and the morning after. But before we do that, man, there is a lot to dissect. From the draft last night with round one. And my goodness, it didn't disappoint. Listen up. Hey guys, as you know, the NFL draft round one last night in primetime live from Las Vegas. And the Sports Grid Network was in full command out there in Vegas covering everything that you need to know. And that service is also going to continue today live from Las Vegas. Everybody doing a great job out there. But my goodness, if we didn't have enough juice leading up to the NFL draft, we got it last night. What a sensational draft. And this is what it's supposed to be. Entertaining. We didn't know because roughly 25% of the NFL teams weren't even going to participate in round one, which left a lot to be desired from a lot of teams with multiple draft picks. And we'll see where they go. Number one overall, a little bit of a surprise here. But from us in the know over the past two to three days, a heavy favorite, Trayvon Walker here going number one over to Jacksonville. And I thought the rest of the top five was very good, including the New York football giants at number five. Overall, maybe getting the most talented player in Kayvon Thibodeau. But then the trades start to hit hard and fast. Wide receivers flying off of the board. Quarterbacks, which usually dominate the first round, only saw one go, and that was to the Pittsburgh Steelers with Kenny Pickett. 
The Philadelphia Eagles pick up a massive defensive tackle and then finally get the help they need for Jalen Hurts. We're trading for A.J. Brown of the Tennessee Titans. And it's going to continue once again today. Where is Malik Willis going to go? When is the first running back going to come off the board? You had your NFL team sit last night, recalculate their odds board, recalculate who they want. Working the phone lines, I'm sure, day two will be just as action-packed for rounds two and three, and that's where the grid comes in. We got you covered all day long, live from Las Vegas. But guys, make sure you stay tuned right now. The morning after with Dubs Anderson. Stay tuned. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.